Hey friend, this is Ryan Thomas. We're so blessed and grateful you're listening to On the Road and supporting Faith Radio. You are quite simply the best and we appreciate you so much. Enjoy the show. Discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. Well, she'd already achieved so much in her young life. A world champion cheerleader, a fifth place finisher on CBS's wildly popular Survivor, and a budding music career. But it was the day she walked into a former auto body shop turned church that would change everything for Baylor Wilson. And after the encounter she had that day, her friends started asking a question. What's different about you? Her just released single is the answer, Jesus Happened. Baylor Wilson joins us today on the road. A very warm welcome to you, Baylor. How's it going? I am incredible, actually. I um, have barely brushed my hair today. I did put on (laughs) makeup just to feel a little more awake. Um, But I've I've done a couple adulting uh, errands already here in Nashville. (laughs) I got an emissions test and... um, you know, returned emails. So I'm good. I'm rocking and rolling. Now, the first order of business has got to be saying congratulations on getting married before the new year. That's pretty exciting. Yes, it was quick and incredible and (laughs) definitely God ordained. It's so special to be married now. Ah, that is so special. I imagine with the COVID situation, it probably threw a few wrinkles into what you were originally planning. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah, fair to say. Um, We... We actually did it at my now husband's farm where he grew up. So we were outside. So actually a lot more people came than I expected. Um, But not everybody for sure, just because a lot of my family is from Texas. And so not everybody could make it in, uh, you know, it was a six week engagement. So, (laughs) 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 so first of all, I am not a wedding planner. And so that was hilarious. (laughs) Um, but my mom is Miss Planner Central, and that's her gifting and calling is being like an event planner. So she came up, you know, two weeks before and like got all the vendors and everything. And it was great. It was awesome. Okay. And I can't really resist the obvious there. Six week engagement. That sounds like a pretty great story, too, by itself. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny. Like when people hear that, they're like, whoa, that's so fast. But then if you hear the backstory, we we had actually known each other and been really close friends for about eight years. So he, he was my first buddy at Belmont university in our freshman first year seminar class. Um, and yeah, he was just my like goofy fun friend, James for all that time. And then we kind of lost touch after college for a few years. And then um, you know, rekindled our friendship uh, last June, which led into a you know a quick courting season and into marriage. So, mm. well, that is a lovely story, right there. Is what that is. And thank you so much for it, Baylor. When it comes to the great new song "Jesus Happened," there is a moment that leads to the life change behind this song, and the moment turns out to be when you walk into with your friend 
into an auto body car shop turned to church one Sunday. Introduce us to what happened that day and how things were never really the same for you. Yeah. So um, back in 2017, I had just walked through a pretty heartbreaking breakup uh, at the time in my life, which is funny to switch from, you know, my happiest marriage story ever to, you know, going back to that. I, uh, I was in the wrong relationship and, you know, it had suddenly ended kind of like a locomotive train coming to a complete stop. Mm. Um, and so I was grieving it and really sad. And some friends of mine had walked into a coffee shop that I was sitting at and it was a girlfriend from college. Her name's Louisa Windorf, shout out Lou. <laughs> and <laughs> she, she came in and saw me and noticed just my countenance was just down, you know, and she asked me what was up and what was new. And, you know, like any human being tries to do, I put a smile on and said, you know, I'm great doing music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she kind of read between the lines and she was like, Hey, you should, you should come to church with me, come to this worship night, this Friday night. Um, And so the first week she invited me, I totally blew her off. I was kind of nervous slash I knew I kind of felt the tug from the Holy Spirit, like it was time, you know, but I didn't, I didn't know completely what I was feeling. So then the next week she texted me again and said, Hey, like, I really feel like you'd like this. And so I did show up and that was, you know, early October of 2017. And I walked into the address she sent me, which happened to be an auto body car shop (laughs) (laughs) on the side of 65 high the highway in nashville which is hilarious and um you know i walked in and all these people you know all colors and ages and um backgrounds you could just feel the atmosphere was super diverse and different and i just remember seeing everyone worshiping a god that was in the room like i could feel the spirit like in the room Mm -hmm. but i didn't know what i was feeling yet which was jesus (laughs) Um, and so I walked, you know, up to the, toward the front with the friend that I had brought. And honestly, after that moment, I really don't remember what exactly happened other than I ended up on my knees, just bawling, crying out to God. Um, and that was, that was my, I would say that was my prodigal son coming home moment, um, where I really actually felt the father's love for me for the first time. And I really actually had ears to hear and eyes to see that like God was not only real, but also tangible in the spirit realm. And it was super incredible. (laughs) Van, how about that? And it just really points to, you can't really overstate the value of persistence. Can you? Because so many of us, you know, if we make an invitation, a friend says, no, well, that's going to be the last time we're going to ask. We're not going to do it again, but she didn't do that. It, It totally changed your life. Oh, totally changed my life. And and Louisa and I actually laugh about it now because we were pretty good friends in college. And then she had her own Jesus happen moment, you know, a few years before she invited me. And that it's just so beautiful how the Lord's timing is so perfect in each individual believer's life. Like Louisa had her moment, but I wouldn't have been ready until she invited me, you know? And so when she did invite me a few, a few times, you know, it was, it was so telling of like the father's persistent love, you know, for his children. Like mm. he's not going to give up on us. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. That's the truth. They really don't make good news any better than that right there. 
We're talking with Miss Baylor Wilson today. She is a singer-songwriter. Her brand new single, Jesus Happened, just released across the fruited plain of these United States and around the world. Let's talk about that song, Baylor. Let's dig into Jesus Happened. This really, the song itself is an answer to a question that you were asked many times by friends after this extraordinary life change experience that you had. And the question basically again and again was, what's different about you, right? Yes. Yeah, I uh, I had been writing country music when I moved to Nashville, uh, mostly because people told me, you know, I sounded like Sheryl Crow or Sarah Evans or just these country musicians. And so I kind of just fell into the country market, um, not because of any other reason than I kind of sounded Texas twangy. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, I had been writing country music and then I go to this worship service and Jesus happens to me and I, and I completely have a radical um, decision to make after that moment. And so I, I went back to my country co-writes, you know, I was signed to a, a publishing company called Seagale Music, which is on Music Row in Nashville. It's like pretty famous. If you look it up, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and I, uh, I was so blessed to have been, you know, signed to that company and they knew I was a Christian, but they knew I was also struggling. And so when I actually had my own, you know, Jesus moment, they knew something was about to change. <laughs> and so I showed up to these co-writes and I go back into the writing room and my, my friends slash co-writers were like, Baylor, like something is different about you. Like I can tell by how smiley you are and how <laughs> joyful you are. And, you know, like, you, you know, you carry your Bible everywhere now. Like, are you, who are you? And I said, you guys, like, it's a long story, but basically Jesus happened to me. And that's, that's where the title came from. And my co-writer who wrote the song with me, Jeff Pardo, is the one that finally, like, realized, oh, uh, have you written that, Baylor? And I said, oh, my gosh, no, we need to write it. <laughs> and so that's, that's where the song came from. That's definitely where the title came from. So your biography, Baylor, I would say that it's quite brimming for somebody who is nowhere near their 30th birthday. I mean, you've already been a world champion cheerleader, a top five finisher on CBS's Survivor, and a recording artist. It sort of begs the question for me, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, that's so funny that you ask because, you know, when I grew up in my mom's cheerleading gym, day in and day out, I honestly just wanted to be a cheerleader. I wanted to be a competitive cheerleader forever. Little did I know that that doesn't exist after you turn 18. Like there's no, you know, professional cheer jog really out there. Oh, sure. Um, okay. You know, and so I wanted to be a cheerleader, but my mom actually told me a story the other day. She called and she was like telling my husband a story about when I was younger, like I would leave, you know, the circus and want to become a tightrope girl. And then I would leave, <laughs> a, you know, the ballet and I'd want to be a ballerina. And so I, I didn't really have, I wasn't one of those girls that was like, I want to be a doctor. You know, I kind of just loved learning different skills. And so I just wanted to be what I thought was cool. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, and so, you know, I ended up in, in high school, uh, I was cheering, but I was also dancing as well. And so I did have a moment where I kind of wanted, I got into the arts and dance and I kind of wanted to do that. And that's what led me into music and realizing that I could actually do this, you know, for a long time career. Wow. And so 
once once I picked up the guitar, that's when I did decide, okay, I want to be a musician when I grow up. <laughs> now, you made a comment about the circus there, and in my understanding, that was a projection of something that would or could happen, but just to make totally sure, you weren't actually in the circus at any point. <laughs> no, I was never in an okay. actual circus, <laughs> unless it was like my family circus growing up. <laughs> understood, understood. <laughs> That makes perfect sense. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because if you really were in the circus, it would be important to follow that trail. Yeah. uh, For sure. No, no, no. Baylor Wilson with us today on the road. The singer-songwriter, the brand new single is Jesus Happened, just released across the Fruited Plain. Now, you've referenced it just a little bit a few times, but before that epic moment, when you walk into the church that used to be the auto body shop and have this incredible encounter with God— Who was God to you before that moment? Growing up, what was your understanding of God? Who was he to you? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, growing up in Texas, um, and definitely in the area I grew up in, everybody was a Christian um, with quotations around the word. You know, I, I think that it's a, there's, there's definitely a thing called cultural Christianity. And I believe that like my, my mom did the best she could with, with, raising me in a Christian home. Um, I often say to people that like my mom was a single mama who was raising me, but I was also raising her. I definitely grew up too quickly in the sense of, you know, she was working full time. I was this little, you know, five, six, seven year old kid running around a cheerleading gym, um, just kind of entertaining myself, you know, and, and I could, you know, at that time I could talk to a 50 year old or my five-year-old friends, I was such an interesting kid that really was always, um, always hyper and talking and very (laughs) confident. And because of that, I, I really didn't know much about the Lord. I knew that, I knew that my um, relationship with my dad was not consistent and not necessarily healthy. And so um, because of that, I don't think I ever really knew God as father God. I just knew um, what I had heard in church the few times we went growing up, which was, you know, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. But as a kid, like nobody explained to me, A, what sin was, and B, that I could actually like receive like Abba Father's love for me, you know? Mm. And so I grew up, you know, I would say in a in a Christian home where my mom tried to be, tried to be, um, a good representative of Christ as best she knew how, you know what I mean? She was also growing up at the same time. So that's kind of a, a long answer for that, but it was definitely not a consistent like church going family. If that makes sense. That does make sense. Yes, it definitely does. Thanks for explaining that. Thanks for taking us back there. You know, in that first act of your life as well, so much of it was spent preparing for competing in competitive cheerleading and, this, I think, is something that society and culture are realizing more and more, which is that sport, the athletic demands of it are just extraordinary. I mean, when you, as just a high schooler, when you win the world championship of competitive team cheerleading, that was that was a serious accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, when you grow up in an atmosphere you know, you kind of become the atmosphere. So because my atmosphere growing up was cheerleading, I just became really good at it. You know, I mean, I was throwing back handsprings and back tucks at like five and six years old because (laughs) I just, I had nothing to do. You know, I was just (laughs) running around the gym and my mom jokes like, you know, there was 
classes going on throughout the day and I would just go get in line in whatever class I felt like getting in. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I taught myself all that and had, you know, really wonderful cheerleading coaches that my mom had hired, you know, for her gym. They were her, um, her staff. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, I pretty much outgrew my mom's gym at the age of 13. And that's when I moved on to a, another gym called Spirit of Texas, uh, which is based in Arlington, Texas. And that's where I really started to get serious with the sport. And that was also when I started to break a lot of bones. I've broken 11 bones oh over the course my. of my life. <laughs> yeah, I just, I kept falling wrong, man. <laughs> um, and also, I just, it was just... Cheerleading is apparently Google says that cheerleading is more dangerous than football, wow. which, you know, I'm sure all my football players might laugh at that, but it's <sighs> true. Like the competitive cheer sport is very dangerous. And so when we got to, um, when I got to the age of 16, I was on another team where um, that's when we got to go to worlds, which is a really big deal. If you know the sport and it's based in Orlando at Disney world. And yeah, we were up against, I mean, it's kind of like the cheerleading Olympics, you know, we were up against China and Australia and all this stuff. And my team won. I was 16 years old and mm. it was crazy. Wow. Just 16 years old. What a memory. What an accomplishment. That really is something. Well, the thing of it is when people hear the name Baylor Wilson, Baylor, they're going to know something about you right away. If they happen to be fans of a certain television show that would be CBS's Survivor, and you were the fifth place finisher on your season of Survivor. The thing about that, though, an accomplishment by itself, the really special thing, you were there with your mom. How special was it to share something like that with her? Yeah, Mama Bear and I braved the wild jungle together. <laughs> it was it was so special. We we have been dear friends like my whole life. Like I said earlier, you know, we kind of raised each other just because she was a single mom and, and all that. And so when we got to go on the TV show together and kind of, you know, live out um, Survivor together, I mean, our lives were kind of like Survivor, you know. So when we went and did this this game that was just happened to be televised, we kind of were like groomed and ready for it, if you know what I mean, mm. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Well, living in the wilderness, you were there for 37 days. Was it was it tougher? Was it easier? Or was it somehow about what you expected in terms of just how difficult it really was? Yeah, I remember sitting on my couch uh, in my fancy little duplex apartment <laughs> before I left for Survivor and binge watching all these episodes just to prepare because I had I had never really been a fan of the show. I'd seen it a few times, but I just didn't know what it was all about. So I remember sitting there and thinking, oh, I got this. Like, you know, I'm tough. I'm competitive. You know, I've been through a lot in my life. Like, I'll be fine. And then, you know, a few weeks later, I'm stepping off, you know, the plane in Nicaragua. And it was just a, it was honestly like a slap in the face, you know, just crazy more difficult than I could have ever, you know, ever been prepared for. Um, and because, and the reason for that is because it's actually real. Like I've seen reality TV shows that may or may not be real, but survivor I tell everyone is filmed more like a documentary than like a reality TV show. Like 
Nobody helps you build a fire. Nobody is sneaking me, you know, Rice Krispie treats or something. <laughs> and I'm actually living like a barbarian woman out there. Like I was actually not shaving my armpits. <laughs> I mean, and not brushing my, there was nothing like that. It was, it was real deal surviving on an Island. And then you add the people on top of that who are yeah. these total strangers from all over the country who you would never go on vacation with. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, I would never go on vacation with some of those people, um, which is the point of the show, you know, to to get us, you know, broken down to our to our, you know, true, true selves and, and really, you know, come to terms with who we are out there. So the question that I must admit, I've really been fascinated to ask you is the real secret sauce of Survivor, I think, has been this choice that it gives to every player essentially between playing the game by any means necessary, which basically boils down to saying a lot of things that aren't true, right? And then, on the other hand, there have been some players who have tried to play, they say, with integrity and only tell the truth throughout their entire time on the game. The players who've tried to do that, the players who've been pretty open about their faith, it doesn't seem that they've done particularly well over the course of the show. When you look back on that, especially now, how do you approach that? What What are your thoughts on that intersection? Right. Well, that's one of my, you know, I wouldn't say I'm ashamed at all because I'm so grateful for that experience. But, but again, I tell people all the time when they bring it up, you know, I say I was 20 years old and I really didn't know Christ for myself yet. I was definitely searching and I would have called myself a Christian, but there's no way like at all that I could go back on it now with a, with a, you know, pure heart and really actually feel like I was, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying to not do survivor. I'm just saying like, I don't think I could do it now that I know the gospel. Is that right? Um, it, yeah. Unless I brought my Bible and actually was able to preach the gospel, you know, I don't think I would do very well. And the thing is, that's crazy is that I did do well back then. I mean, top five is a big accomplishment yes. on that show. Yes. And so for being, you know, um, you know, born again, faith filled, spirit filled believer. Now I look back at that experience and I'm so grateful for it. But I also know, like, if I would have known the amount of deceitfulness I was, you know, entering in, in into, I don't think I would have done it, you know? Yeah. Well, Just because it requires, it requires such a level of double mindedness. That's so hard as a, any human being, whether you're a believer or non-believer, I think, we as humans don't want to lie to people and backstab, you know? Well, thank you so much for your honesty on that and for giving us a look inside from somebody who's actually been there. I mean, you don't get that every day, Baylor. Right, I know. Well, I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you're a Survivor fan, you know, I'll tell you the truth, but do you want to hear it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've already done so much. You've got the great brand new song. I guess the only question is, what can we expect next? <laughs> Well, let me tell you, I've got a Dropbox full of more songs coming. <laughs> um, you know, I'm constantly texting the label saying, all right, first single's released, let's go single number two. And they're like, you know, chill out, Baylor, like, let's get this one off the ground. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think more music. And, you know, I started doing these Instagram Bible studies on Instagram Live that have been really um, kind of a, 
a total surprise. Everybody loves it. You know, a lot of people don't know where to start when they read the Bible, and I sure didn't. And so we've been doing these Monday, Monday night, you know, Bible studies on Instagram. And, you know, I'm constantly involved in my church here in Nashville. And, you know, it's such, it's just so, it's such an honor to serve the Lord through, you know, the arts and through social media. And like, I just, I'm just, you know, rocking and rolling on this great commission to to bring other people to Christ and to have their Jesus happen moment. Well, that is tremendous. Baylor Wilson has joined us today. Thank you so much once again for being here. The name of the single is Jesus Happened. And it is available. It is findable wherever you can find fine music sold or streamed. And I know as well, Baylor, that you are quite active on social media, doing a lot of really cool things on there. Where can we go to find you there? Yeah, I think Instagram is probably my main hub. Um, and my handle is just at Baylor Wilson. Well, Baylor, thanks again so much for your time today. What a blessing to meet you and to experience your journey a little bit from your perspective. You have lived so much life already. <laughs> And we're really excited to see where God takes you next. Thank you. It's so nice meeting you as well. And God bless you and this podcast. Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. For more on today's conversation and the full podcast archive of all our episodes, look for On the Road when you visit MyFaithRadio.com. Thanks so much for listening to On the Road. Programming like this happens because of your incredible support. You can learn more about partnering financially at MyFaithRadio.com. And we'd be so glad to connect with you during the week on social media. Just search for On the Road with Ryan Thomas on Facebook. And our Twitter handle is at OnTheRoadRyan. Until next time, God bless you, my friend.